0: Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Galatians chapter 5 is where we've been for some time. Uh might help if I put on my glasses. I could see a little better. Galatians chapter 5 and, and the fruit of the Spirit are found in the uh, section of Scripture that is uh, in verses 22 and 23. And it follows after... Uh, a litany of, of all sorts of sin uh, starting in verse 19. Uh, just as a reminder it says the works of the flesh are manifest which are these. Uh, when it says manifest it means there are many. It says there's adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, uh, uh, variance, uh, immol- immolations, and wrath, and strife, and seditions, and heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and the such of the like of of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. And so what Paul is doing is he's reminding the the uh, the the converts the christian converts there in galatia about the fact that uh many of them are uh coming out of a uh tradition and a life that is not uh a jew has does not have the jewish heritage but regardless of that he's saying look it's not just simple it's not because you are gentiles that uh that this kind of attitude and these kind of actions are uh, within your life, it is the work of the spirit of the flesh. It is the work of of the fleshliness. It is, uh, and what he's pointing out is, is that this is not uh, an attribute of the fact that you are Gentiles. And remember, he's battling the Judaizers. He's battling those who say, you have to become Jewish first, and then you can become Christian. They want them to be legalistic. They want them to follow all the rules of Moses and to follow all the rules of the uh, uh, Midrash, the 622 laws that are written in the, in the Midrash, and follow all these guidelines, become good Jewish people, and then once they have converted to Judaism, then they can uh, follow after Jesus Christ and become what we would call today a completed Jew, uh, a completed uh, person who follows, uh, sees Jesus Christ as the Messiah, accepts Him as Lord and Savior of their life, and then allows them. And Paul is saying, look, you don't have to be uh, a Jewish person to have all of these things wrong in your life. You don't have to be a Gentile to have all these problems. These are the works of the flesh, uh, and doing something in the flesh. Something and the big, uh, the big issue was circumcision. The big issue was, uh, they, hey, you need to uh, be circumcised to show that you are a part of the tribe of Israel. Doing something in the flesh is not going to take away the uh, the attributes of the flesh. It's not going to take away uh, these works of the flesh. And if you are trying to do works of the flesh in order to get closer to God, uh, you are not going to. Uh, it's not going to absolve yourself of these works of the flesh that are within your life. And so he says, but what you need to do is to be people of the Spirit. And as a Christian, as someone who follows after Christ, we need to uh, not to allow the, the flesh to be the primary aspect of our life, but rather to allow the Spirit to be the, uh, the attribute. Uh, the Spirit of God uh, that comes in and dwells within us to then uh, deliver attributes of the character and the personality of God in into our life and that's what we've been looking at these attributes of the character of God. And remember, he's saying that these characteristics need to be seen in your life, but what he's saying is is look, he's saying look, it's not because of uh, uh, the fact that you have Christ in you. And, and th- this is what we miss so many times when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. We think, well, I become a Christian and God's Spirit's going to bring this out into my life. The, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to uh, uh, all of a sudden make me this way. What Paul is trying to point out is, is that these are uh, the fruit of the Spirit. These are the attributes of God. These are characteristics of God and we need to mirror the characteristics of God in our life through the impact of the Holy Spirit in our life and. Display these attributes in our life as well. And so many of these characteristics like love I mentioned is a characteristic that we are fully aware of and that we understand and we uh, we think about. But because in the Greek language there are uh, several words for love, we understand what Paul is trying to convey to us in a deeper understanding by the usage of the word of love uh, uh, agape for love rather than eros or phileo or, or any other of the words for love. He says, uh, He says, you need to have... Uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is agape. So when we have the Spirit of God uh, dwell within us, when we accept Jesus Christ into our life and God begins to transform our uh, life from that of the flesh to that of the spirit we no longer allow the works of the flesh to have dominance in our life but rather uh, that we exhibit the characteristics of God through the spirit and so he says that we have love and we have joy and peace and these all of these attributes are attributes of God who dwells within us who uh, uh, who comes into our life and transforms us and just doesn't arbitrarily pull out these characteristics into our life, but rather he, he, uh, he, he exudes these characteristics, His characteristics into our life through the work of the Holy Spirit into us. And tonight we're looking at faith. Uh, this word faith here, uh, faithfulness, love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith faith uh and it is used to signify uh the uh, what do you what do you think about faith when you think of faith you think uh you begin to think about the Uh, what is most central to us as a Christian. We think about faith in terms of the faith that we have in God to uh, ask Jesus Christ into our heart and life. And so this word here is used to signify a person's response to the trust regarding, uh, uh, trusting God, regarding God's salvation uh, that He has provided to us in Jesus Christ. So, but uh, that is the the way in which we uh initially think of faith we think of faith in terms of my faith towards god i have faith in god uh god uh, has uh, uh given me salvation because i have demonstrated or i have had i've placed my faith in jesus christ but what this word here is this faith it, it is uh it is Faithfulness. And that's why I mentioned faithfulness before. As a noun, this word that is here for faith is used uh, numerous times throughout Paul's writings and particularly in Galatians as it refers to God's attribute... And remember, I've been talking about how these are characteristics of God, and we need to see them from the perspective of God's character being demonstrated in our life. And it refers to God's attribute of God's faithfulness. And so, when we think of the attribute of of the fruit of the spirit, you would say, "Well, okay, I need to have faith and in God's." And I have faith in God, and I place my faith in Jesus Christ to have salvation. And so uh, one of the attributes that I'll receive is faith again. uh, That kind of puzzles me. I don't know about you if I think about it in terms of me. But again, let me point out that uh, as much of the Bible is about you in terms of you, understanding God's love, the Bible is not about you. It is about God. Amen? It's about God. This is a book about God. From the very beginning to the very end, this this book is about God. In the beginning, it's... About God, about God creating mankind, about God desiring to have a relationship with man, about God desiring to have a relationship with, with uh, his creation, with God seeking to have a relationship with mankind after man sins, about God stepping into time and space and and uh, stepping out of eternity in order to restore that relationship with mankind. Uh, with uh, it is the story of God uh, providing. Uh, his himself and the person of Jesus Christ, uh, God incarnate coming and being born as a child, living the sinless life to be the, the sacrifice for mankind. It's, it, this book is all about God, right? It's about uh, a relation. Even in the New Testament when it talks about the church and about uh, the people of, of God, it is about all of this is about mankind's relationship to God. And in the end, it talks about God coming back for us. So often we think about the Bible speaking to me, and and, and, and what we need to remember is this is the book, uh, uh, this is God's Word about His love for us, about His desire to reconnect with us. And this word faith is about God's faithfulness. And so when God's attribute of faith is in, 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 uh, placed within us as a attribute, uh, as a fruit of the Spirit, it is God's... Think about God's faithfulness. Has God been faithful to you? Well, I just mentioned a whole... The whole Bible is about God's faithfulness. It's about God being, having this desire to, uh, to, uh, to connect with mankind and have a relationship with mankind. So, God has been faithful uh, for thousands of years. God said, "I'm going to do something. I'm going to liberate mankind from his uh, from the sin. I'm going to. I, I will." Pay the price and pay the penalty, so that mankind might have this direct contact with Me uh, that is being separated uh, as a result of sin. And he says, "But God was faithful. Everything that God has said that He would do, He has done. Everything that God has has uh, promised us, He has has done uh, within manka- uh, the history of mankind, and so." God is faithful. As an adjective, this word is the ethical quality of God being faithful in our life, faithful in His desire to bring us salvation, faithful in that He has delivered us, faithful in that He has demonstrated His love when He we didn't deserve it, when we didn't uh, we we shouldn't have had it. Faithful to demonstrate His goodness towards us. Faithfulness that is produced in the believer's life. This faithfulness that is a demonstration of of the character of God that is a gift of the Spirit in us is faithfulness that is produced in our life by the faithful God through the Spirit. God has changed our life. When we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and life, He changes us and transforms us. He is faithful to do that. I mean, mean, buddy, if I said to you, uh, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to draw out $10 million and I'm going to give it to you to do whatever you want to with it. Buddy, how likely would it be that I would go to the bank tomorrow and draw out $10 million? How much faith do you have in me to do that? All I believe, you said it, you do. Oh, well, you're very kind. You're very kind to say that I, I would do it. But, But, buddy, do you believe in your heart? Do you believe in your heart that I have $10 million to draw out of the bank and give you? But I don't believe you'd say it if you did Okay, all right. I, I wouldn't say it if I didn't have it to do, but if I told you to, that I was going to do it, you believe that I would do it. But you know deep down in your heart that that's not going to happen, right? Well, why not? You just said I'm a faithful person. I have a faithful character. Because you know my bank account probably isn't that high, right? I don't think he's got no faith in the bank Okay. There you go. Lack of faith in the banker, not in me. Okay. Well, here's the thing. When God says that He's going to move heaven and earth to deliver us from sin, and He's going to do the one thing, the one and only thing that will bring us salvation, we know that we can have faith in that. That God did that. Why? Because He's been faithful in everything else he has been faithful throughout all of history to not just simply keep his word but to 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 use his his creative power to change the conditions of of this world in order to allow us to have God in the flesh to come and to pay the penalty and the price for our sin to demonstrate that he is faithful to deliver us from our sin. He did all of that and then the most important thing is he defied the 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 He defied the God of science that is worshipped so much today. The God that says, well, I can't believe it unless I see it. Science doesn't tell me that a dead man who's been dead for three days that was dead, 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 dead (laughs) is going to sit up and get out of the grave and walk around and eat fish and talk to people and walk on water and all of these things that that dead man that was dead 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 is going to walk around and tell me that he's the son of God, and then he's going to float up into the air on a cloud after be it walking around and talking to people for for many days, and not just one or two people or somebody that that got a hold of a, a strange mushroom saw him and nobody else, but hundreds of people saw it uh, saw him. And then a crowd of people are going to watch him ascend into heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. You don't—is that science? There's nothing in science that says I can walk on a cloud, or 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 that a dead man can. I know a woman that was pronounced dead, sat up and started breathing, but she wasn't dead for three days. Okay, uh, she was in the news recently. That, the EMTs took her to the mortuary, but she wasn't dead like Jesus. They all got a hold of. Uh, yeah, he, he got a hold of some bad mushrooms and, and got a little lazy in what they were doing and and pronounced her dead, but she was alive. <coughs> but Jesus was dead, and nobody disputed it. Nobody contradicted it. He was dead. And then He rose from the dead. He defied... God defied science and logic and everything else to defeat death and sin so that you and I could have life eternal, so that you and I could have a relationship with Him, so that we could be shown the faithfulness of God. And this tells us that God, as God is faithful in us, He will be faithful to allow us to to see His faithfulness, and calls for us to be faithful. He said, I, "I would never tell you I was going to give you ten million dollars if I didn't really have it. Why would you say that about me? Well, because you know I don't tell you anything that I don't do, right?" That's an attribute of the Spirit of God living in me, demonstrating the faithfulness of God, demonstrating His faithfulness in us. (laughs) God calls us to be faithful as well, to demonstrate His faithfulness and love. (coughs) Excuse me. When When you talk to somebody that, clearly as in the world and they say something is so different about you. It ought to be because they see the character of God in you. God's faithfulness should be demonstrated in your life. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, I pray that You would help us to be faithful to You. Lord, help us to demonstrate Your faithfulness. Help us to ex- uh, exemplify within our life how you have been faithful to us. Show the world your faithfulness through our character, through our life. And we might show your transformative power within us to bring us back to you. Lord, we thank you for your presence and for your spirit in us. Lead us in this in your way, Lord, that we might live and walk and demonstrate and tell people about the love of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.